Hello, and welcome to ADHD Essentials, part of the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brendan Mahan. I'm a former teacher and mental health clinician turned ADHD coach, trainer, and consultant. I can be reached at brendan at adhdessentials.com. Here at ADHD Essentials, we help families develop the skills and knowledge needed to better manage attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Visit ADHDessentials.com for more details. What's up, team? We're back. It's day three of the International Conference on ADHD, or whatever the formal name of it is, because I'm getting it wrong again. It's not Chad. I know that much. Um, And we are doing our final debrief. Once again, my room is full of people. There will be names you are familiar with. There will be names that you don't know. And we have one returning guest. So that's exciting. With me today is Will Curb, Jeanette Graham, our returning guest, Carolyn Lynch Parcells, and someone named Jessica McCabe. I'm sure you have no idea who that is. We're going to start with Will. Will, it's day three of the conference. What are your takeaways, either from today or big picture for the whole thing? Well, for it's my second day because I didn't get here for the first day. So that's... That's making me think next time I want to come for all three because uh, there were just so many th- like so many things that I was like, I knew this, but now I know this way more, uh, which has always been like the uh, you have your ahas with ADHD and then your rehaws. And rehaws. Uh, I, I have to I can't take credit for that. Uh, that's all Eric Tivers. Uh, but uh, one of the things that just like hit me was during the uh i was doing uh one of the panels uh uh, listening to one of the panels on uh, emotional dysregulation and uh someone just kind of came up with this idea that of using impulsivity as a soothing method and just because we're so uncomfortable with being uncomfortable that we will be impulsive to like relieve boredom and i'm just like oh i'm doing that to soothe myself I'm not just doing that to uh, be impulsive. Like there is like so much more behind being impulsive than just ah. It's, uh, there's a lot to it. Um, and then just uh, doing technology stuff and being uh, that was just. I know all these things. I'm doing these things. I need to be doing them more because of how much uh, technology hijacks my attention. And then uh, another thing on uh, wellness and ADHD was a big thing for me. And just like, I need to get more sleep. I have not gotten enough sleep on the, at the conference yet. I have met a ton of people that have not gotten enough sleep. And everyone could use more sleep. And that's super important. Awesome. Yeah. And I missed the impulsivity as a soothing technique. That's awesome. And... I completely do that. Yeah, that's totally a thing. That's great. I have to play with that in my head for like the next month or two. That's cool. And now I'm going to hand it over to Jeanette Graham. Hi. Um, I guess my biggest takeaway from today was I was in a session with Carolyn McGuire, and she was talking about her book, Why Will No One Play With Me? That was always my question growing up. 
because I was that bully kid. I was that kid that didn't understand why I didn't fit in with anybody. And just watching the slides and the way she talked about how you can rebrand kids so that they don't continue to feel left out and they can be re-socialized with the other kids that are avoiding them because of their behavior. It's just, it's just kind of like, I wish that had been around when I was little. Wow. Y'all need to hold on a second. That's a hard one. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was in that, that workshop with you, unsurprisingly. <laughs> um, and yeah, that idea of rebranding kids is critical. And, and I want to throw this out there. It's not what we were talking about there, but teachers can do that too. And, and because I know teachers listen to this show, I, um, I wasn't planning on sharing any stories, but I'm going to share a story. The quiet people in the room heard this one already. But when I taught sixth grade uh, in, um, I don't know, a while ago, I had a kid who was sixth grade is the first grade of middle school for the town I was working in. And on the first day of school, I would always say to all the kids, I don't know you. I don't know if you're a good kid. I don't know if you're a bad kid. I know nothing about you. And what that means is that you can be whoever you want to be now because we don't know you. Our whole school doesn't know you. So if you were the kid who got in trouble a lot and lived at the principal's office, you don't have to live there anymore because you can just change that if you decide to. And I had this one kid took me up on that offer and was amazing. I mean, his grades were math, but behaviorally he was wonderful. And he, I forget what he did, but he did something that caused me to write a note home, but it was like a positive note because I had a policy when I taught that if I sent something bad home, I sent something good home. So not always to the same kid, but that was my jam. Um, and so I sent this note home for this kid and I told him to act like he was in trouble when he gave it to his mom. <laughs> and then I called her and left a message and was like, your son is coming home with a note. Make sure that he gets signed and comes home. <laughs> so that mom would have this like, oh man, and then open it and read it. And it would be this glowing thing about her kid, which is what happened. And then by coincidence, like, I don't know, two or three days later, I was leaving the school and he was a walker and she was walking him home. And I was like, oh my God. So I pulled over and got out of the car and was like, your kid's amazing. He's doing such a good job in the beginning of the school year. And as soon as she saw me, she started crying. And it was one of the best hugs I've ever gotten in my life. And so it, it's critical to think of that idea that we can rebrand kids. Like they, they don't have to be the kid that they are today, tomorrow, because we can learn new skills. We can take a new approach. And, and it's not necessarily easy to rebrand. It's going to take a little while and, and support them in that effort. But, but thank you so much for saying that, Jeanette, because that's enormous. Um, and yeah, so sorry to not go straight <laughs> um, <laughs> to Carolyn, but I, that was, I, that's where my heart went. So yeah. And now Carolyn. <laughs> um, so I'm Carolyn Lynch Parcells. Um, I'm a board certified pediatrician. I practice adolescent medicine in Fort Worth, Texas. Um, our clinics, Girls to Women and Young Men's Health and Wellness. I have ADHD. I treat ADHD. Um, and my takeaway, actually, I'm so glad you shared your story and yours because where I, my brain was already going um, was actually I went to a couple sessions today about shame. And I'm not ashamed of having ADHD. 
I let that freak flag fly. I tell everybody I am very proud of my ADHD, but that doesn't mean that I don't still feel shame when some of the things that ADHD makes challenging happen. And what's been interesting for me is that's actually been more intense for me as a mom. So what you did for that mom, because moment please, um, is incredible. Um, because when you're used to getting that call or getting that note and having it not be positive, it is not just critical for that child, it's critical for that mom. And when you are a parent, parenting's hard, I don't care who you are, I don't care who your kids are. Mm -hmm. But when you are trying to parent as an ADHD parent and your brain doesn't work like everyone else's and so you don't parent like everyone else and yet society and the world and people around you are telling you either actually telling you or just simply, you know, with their actions or what have you, that what you're doing is wrong um, or you feel like what you're doing is wrong, that's incredibly difficult and it's incredibly shame producing. Um, And when you do that for a living, when you take care of folks like that for a living and you're a mom, then when you feel like you fail, you feel like you're really failing at everything. Um, so going to those sessions and learning about some of that for myself, um, was huge and being able to then be able to take that back to my patients, to their parents, um, to my friends, you know, um, was really big. And then the other piece of that is just the time spent. I spent a lot of time today, not just in sessions, but with the folks here with the tribe, right? And that's always incredible. I always get so much energy from everybody here and just the brainstorming and the ideas and the creativity, as well as that shared experience and knowing I'm not the only one who feels that way. I'm not the only one who experiences those challenges or experiences that shame. I'm also not the only one who experiences these fabulous moments of creativity and energy and um leaping down the hallways and you know what other conference what other (laughs) conference do i get to go to where i get to literally leap down the hallway of course you don't know what i'm talking about um so yeah so those were those were my takeaways from today awesome thank you thank you so much and um and that parent skill like that's what the coaching groups are about is getting to yeah help yeah ADHD parents who have ADHD yes. kids or some combination and Absolutely. helping them navigate that. Um, and also, I, like, I, I'm the guy who gives the coaching groups and does the coaching and all of those <laughs> things and has this podcast. And my kids struggled like crazy this summer. Right. And it was so hard. Like, I completely hear what you're saying because I felt like a fraud. Like, I was signing people up for my coaching groups while my kid was hip deep in school anxiety and I'm like the last time I ran these coaching groups I literally had a high school kid who wasn't going to school and by the end of our coaching groups or like a couple months after she was going to school like because of the stuff the mom learned in my coaching groups and now I'm the dad with the kid who is anxious (laughs) about school starting and what do I do with that 
Um, so I, I hear you as a parent who is navigating those challenges at home, but also treating people yeah. with those challenges in their home and how that can be hard. Uh, my kid goes to school. We're doing okay. We navigated that. Um, yeah, we're, we're not having the school resistance that I thought was going to happen. Which He's wicked strong. I'm really proud of him. Um, but yeah, so that. And then also, um, I, I just think that leaping down the hallway is important. And then that's why I did it with you. Yes. And I was happy to see you too. Yes. And and that is... And I you. Yeah. And circling back to what Will was saying, that's a soothing impulsivity. Yes. Yes. I love when things circle back. And, <laughs> and moving merrily along, Jessica. Hey, how close do I hold this? As close as you want. <laughs> I'm not used to podcasts. I'm like, but the mic's going to be in the shot. <laughs> So I'm Jessica McCabe. I'm the creator and host of the YouTube channel, How To ADHD. You can find us at uh, youtube.com slash howtoadhd. If you want to support the work we do, um, patreon.com slash howtoadhd. Uh, the reason I'm able to be here is because of the donations that I get on Patreon. So if you can give me like a dollar, thank you. Um, this has been an incredible conference. It's always an incredible conference. Uh, this is now my third. And it's, it's really emotional. Um, when you come here, I remember the first time that I came, I knew nobody. I wasn't sure it was okay that I was here. Felt like somebody like snuck me in or something. Like I paid for a ticket, but it still felt like, is it okay that I'm here? And I found one person I knew who was Eric Tivers and I stuck to him like glue. And luckily he didn't like tell me to go away. I was annoying. Um, <laughs> which, you know, as somebody with ADHD, you're like waiting for that shoe to drop. You're waiting to like be told like, okay, you need to like do something else now because we're tired of you. And it didn't happen. And there were people leaping down the hallways and there were people fidgeting and there were people sitting on the floor. And I was like, my people, it was the first time that I had been around people who were like me, who understood me. And it's such an incredible, magical place. And so much learning happens. My brain made so much sense. And, and the pieces of me fell into place. And because I remembered that experience, um, I was asked to be on the board this year. Last year, I did the closing keynote. Um, but this year, I was asked to be on the board and help plan things. And the very first thing I said is, we need to have a place for people to come that's like their home base. So they're not wandering down the halls, like glazed eyes, looking lost, looking for anybody that they know that they can desperately cling to. We need a place where people can call home while they're here so that they know they will always be welcome. There need to be fidgets and there need to be snacks. There need to be notebooks and pens for the people who forgot theirs or ran out of room or whatever, or don't want to mess up their bullet journal and all the, you know, the things that they're scribbling furiously in these sessions. And I had this vision and Liz Lewis from A Healthy Dose of Distraction helped me make it come true. Unfortunately, we were a little bit late to the party and they didn't have the space for us that we were hoping for. So it ended up in, being in the middle of the hallway. Um, but we still made it happen and it was magical. And we got Danny Donovan to come out uh, and uh, writer Carol and Liz Lewis did one on, on um, meal planning and, and Renify, Renify, how do you pronounce that? Um, they, they did a one on finances and it was really cool. They were just like these little pop-up sessions that happened. And the idea was that there would be like this main table where the pop-up sessions would happen and these little tables where people would be encouraged to like share what they learned. Kind of like what we're doing on the podcast right now. Like, oh wow, I went to this, I went to this talk or I went to this workshop and this is what I took away from it. And we can kind of all share. Um, because the truth is like, none of us are going to get through this thing called life, <laughs> um, especially with an ADHD brain without 
being in the trenches with somebody else. Like we've got to connect with each other because everybody individually figuring it out, you know, takes years or decades and sometimes comes with a, an extra couple of diagnoses, <laughs> you know, a little extra anxiety or depression on the side while we figure this out, right? So I feel like if we can prevent that, if we can if we can find each other earlier and share what we know earlier, that's such a great thing. So that said, there were a couple of things that I took away. Um, Danny's was great. It was, she taught us how to doodle to help us stay focused during the sessions. Um, and I'll try and explain this over a podcast. Um, but basically, you take a sheet of paper and you divide it into thirds. But like you just have a column on the left, basically that's like a third of the paper, and the rest of it is normal. Um, and on the left, in the left column, which is a third of the paper. You take your actual notes and keep them short because if, you know, if we try and write down everything the person says, first of all, our hands can't write that fast. Second of all, if we, if we can, we're never going to read it. Third of all, we're not actually going to encode that information. We're not going to remember it. We're writing it down, but there's no way we're going to remember it unless we like look back at it later, which we have ADHD. It's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> probably. Um, so Danny's trick and it's brilliant and backed by science is you write your notes in the left-hand column and on the right, you draw pictures, you doodle. You, you doodle and that helps you stay focused and it also gives you a chance to encode that information so that we can actually remember it later. Because the way to remember uh, you know, anything is to, is to put it into our own understanding. We can't write anything verbatim and remember it. We have to make sense of it in our own heads and turning it into a picture is one great way to make sense of it. And I can't doodle to save my life. Like I write at like, or I, I draw it like a like a like a five-year-old level like I have the same like two mountains and a sunset situation with like a little house and stick figures that I've been drawing since I was like five so my doodles were ridiculous but you know what it worked I remembered what I learned um and so I highly recommend that uh writer Carol in his bullet journal sessions is something really smart that made me go yeah all right I need to get back to my bullet journal um which is that bullet journaling is not a you know he's like it's a mindfulness um tool disguised as productivity tool what a bullet journal does is it slows us down which we adhders need because it's super fast to write you know on in your google calendar like oh i'm gonna do this and this and this and this it's super fast to write to-do lists in a bullet journal like you have to migrate all of your tasks from one you know from one month to the next and eventually you're like uh this task is not going to happen and I'm tired of writing it <laughs> and it slows you down enough to really think about your life and where you're putting your time and energy um and the last thing that I really, really got out of the conference was Dr. Hallowell's talk um, was just incredible. He, he gave us 10 strategies for living successfully with ADHD from a very strengths-based approach. And um, this one really stuck with me and I've already put it into practice and I wanted to share it. I might butcher it if I do, I'm, and Dr. Hallowell is listening, I apologize. Um, but it was called Master Your Demons. And um, basically there's this part of our brain called the task positive network. It's actually four parts of our brain that work together to help us perform tasks. Um, it's the part of our brain that helps us do stuff. And when we're not doing stuff, um, the default, or, or we're doing stuff that we're used to doing a million times, the default mode network kicks in. And that's the part of our brain that wanders. And that's where creativity comes from, right? But that creativity often ends up attacking us. Like if we don't channel that creativity into something positive, like writing a book or something, that creativity turns inward and it starts 
lying to us and telling us that we're ugly and terrible and everybody hates us and like if we go to this party no one will talk to us and you know we're gonna eat all the chips or you know whatever it is <laughs> like um and it it attacks us or i think sometimes um attacks our relationships like we start you know, oh, things are fine in my relationship. We're kind of coasting here. Uh, let me pick a fight, right? It's, it, it can do a lot of damage to our relationships and, um, and to ourselves and our self-esteem. And so what he suggested is to give that demon a task. So rather than just letting, let, you know, sitting there and letting it attack you, go fry an egg or like go hop on one foot for a little bit or go for a run or do something. Give, give that, you know, give that part of your brain, like give it a job so that it stops attacking you and it's basically on some level distracting ourselves i guess but it it makes it a lot smaller that you know that angry voice telling you all these horrible things if you turn your attention to trying to accomplish something the different part of your brain kicks in and so uh, that's a way to master your demons i think that's you know those were those were the big takeaways um you know we're gonna hopefully do something like this again next year with the um with the like cool area for people to come and hang out um, and have these quick little pop-up sessions and for people to share what they've learned. Uh, so definitely let everyone at the conference know, let Chad know, let Adam know if you're interested in that because I think it's really important to have that base. Um, and we're also talking about maybe doing a, a calm room of some sort, some sort of like sensory low place where people can go and maybe talk to somebody because as you guys heard, everybody's really emotional. It's such an emotional conference that it would be great to have a place where people can go and like connect with um connect with a therapist connect with a professional and be like hey this came up for me like i thought i was over my divorce and now i'm a mess like help what like point me to resources what do i do talk to me or whatever so let us know if you guys are interested in that awesome jessica thank you thank you so much my head's going in like 15 different directions um so first off adam wilson of compassion if you're listening we have something to talk about when we go to lunch on thursday Look at me abusing my power. Um, <laughs> I could just text the guy, but I have a podcast. Um, and also, uh, I've got a client who I've been talking to about doodling and using that to focus. So, um, Danny Donovan, not that you're in the room, but uh, how would you feel about maybe coming back on the pod to talk about oh, doodling? I feel so great. I have uh, used a port key to teleport. I'm abusing all my magical powers to be here today. Uh, hey, everybody. Um, not not necessarily now, but you know, in the near yeah. future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, not yeah. now. I, I mean, I if you want a podcast right go, now. No, you're. I'm asking if you want to come back. Oh, always. Okay, I'm not going to put you on the spot and make you explain it all Definitely in the moment. Not. That would be that would be that would be yeah, mean of me. No, I do not think back. well on my feet. <laughs> Which is very funny because my entire entire doodle uh, talk was like completely impromptu and unplanned. So I'm like in that panic mode and getting to use that part of my demon, I guess, to creatively like, all right, all right, let's put out some like fires. We don't want to, you know, have all these people staring at me and not enjoying. So like being able to uh, pull stuff out of my butt. <laughs> <laughs> It's a fun ADHD superpower. I think not everybody can, everybody's brain works that fast. And so whenever we get to do that, it's always fun. Cool. So yeah, that's awesome. So you can look forward to Danny Donovan coming back on the podcast to talk about learning from doodling. And and just so many people in the room right now are kind of end up on the show eventually. 
Jessica keeps talking to me, but it's alright. She's busy. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. She totally looked at me like, "What?" It's a joke. That's why I didn't. I thought like you were calling me out for texting during no, your podcast. During the recording of your podcast. No. I was like, "Was I supposed to do something?" But I'm texting. I'm sorry. No, totally text. It's cool. Um, um, and but I do, I do want to play also with the idea of like the demons and mind wandering mode needing to be a little focused and not totally wandering. Um, y'all know I do martial arts, and that is a component of martial arts that's critical to the forms and techniques that we do the idea is that you're supposed to get those forms and techniques down enough so that you can do them without thinking and that's where the meditation part comes in is when you're moving through the form your body is doing something and your brain can kind of think about some other stuff but the same can be done when you're doing the dishes when you're cooking a meal that you know how to cook like i do that with pancakes but like home chef it's not a thing because there's so much learning to happen if you want to cook a home chef meal. Um, it's it's very executive functioning heavy. That's why I let my wife do it. Um, but but yeah. So pay attention to the to the ugh, pay attention to those activities in your life that give you that little mind wandering demon free mode. Um, and with every episode we do an ending essential, you all know that I've been doing the summaries for as the ending essentials for these episodes. And what I've been hearing um, is a lot about shame and a lot about overwhelm, specifically emotional overwhelm, coming out of 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 everybody today, and 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 not necessarily in a bad way. I, I don't mean it. I don't mean it in a bad way. Like r- recognizing the role that shame plays in ADHD and learning how to navigate that, and and that cathartic. It's Carolyn, my, my dance partner, uh, is, is signaling me and giving me the cue cards. Um, no, it's, 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 it is cathartic, and, and hopefully it's not too overwhelming, although I know for some folks it has been. Um, and, and that's the role of bringing in those commerce spaces, bringing in um, those pop-ups and a home base and all that stuff, and, and certainly that's going to be improving, I'm sure. Um, but, but also the connection and, and the... The, the community that gets formed here. Like I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight people in my room right now, four of whom were on on Thursday and I told them they couldn't come back home. <laughs> except then I put Danny on to ask her if she wanted to be on the podcast, except I knew the answer to that question. I was just being impulsive in order to soothe. Um, <laughs> so so um, with that, thank you listeners for being a part of this sort of guerrilla radio experiment of mine with regard to the podcast this week. I hope that you have found it interesting. I honestly, I hope you found it a little intimate, like a little bit of a different experience and feeling like maybe you are kind of here and part of the crew. Um, we will come back next week and we're speaking of intimacy. We're talking about sex with Ari Tuckman. So if you have kids, maybe don't have them listen to the next episode until after you do. And with that, have a good evening. You're still here. Nice. Thanks for staying focused all the way through. If you have any thoughts or questions about today's episode, feel free to email me at brendan at ADHDessentials.com. And don't forget to check out the website, ADHDessentials.com, and visit our Facebook community. I'm looking forward to talking to you again next week. In the meantime, 
Keep focusing on improvement over perfection. 10% better is all you need.